Welcome back to Learning As We're Living. For any new listeners out there, I'm Sarah, the Idaho wife on social media, and today I'm here with my best friend, my mama friend, my everything lately. We honestly see each other at least once a day. One, at least once a day. And I'm not complaining about it. I love it. But anywho, here is my good friend, Brooke. Hello, everybody. I know Brooke is going to be a little shy because this is always a bit <laughs> intimidating at first. So until she warms up a bit more, we can get into the, you know, we'll get into the deep stuff. But for now, we'll just get to know her. So you're 25 too? Yes, 25. And she's <clears throat> married, which you're... Um, Husband just posted on my Facebook. We're <laughs> <laughs> having a, is it GIF or JIF? I don't know. What well, we're having Since a war on one of my Facebook. Pic- to be pronounced. Me either. <laughs> he said he didn't like Lions Burgers, and I said get out. Uh-huh. Um, where did you guys meet? Um, in school, he moved here from New Meadows in eighth grade, so I was in seventh grade, and that's when we met. And he works far away. Yes, he works in the oil field in North Dakota. And he'll be home this next Tuesday. So she's a trooper. (laughs) And she handles her two boys. Wild children. For three weeks by herself and then three weeks with them. Mm -hmm. Right? That's right. And what are your boys' names? Waylon is almost three and Watson is almost 11 months. So we've pretty much already married off Lucy and Watson <laughs> since they're only a month apart. She's a cougar, <laughs> and they're just going to get married. And so her mother-in-law always comes into the coffee shop and says, or, and your mom, too. I think both of them come in, and they're like, oh, how's our granddaughter? <laughs> and they always joke about I know, it. She's just, like, part of the family. And you're also a photographer in town. Yes, I am. She is killing it right now. What made you make decide to be a photographer <clears throat> I don't know just when I look at pictures of my babies I always just like really cherish those moments and I'm really glad I took the picture to have it later on because I always forget things that have happened so I just really like to have the memories and then you wanted to share that with other people too <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. that's how I started my vlogging because I loved having all those home videos and then I was like well, mm-hmm. then I saw people. Yeah, you home. just want to share it with everybody. Yeah, it was it was an easy way for me, which I know you have family in Texas too, so it's a nice way so they can uh-huh. still see the babies. Yes, they yeah. don't really care about us anymore, but they care about the babies. <laughs> yeah, the babies are important after you have them. But she's killing it in the photography here in Grangeville. So if you're a local and you're looking for a wedding photographer, family photos, senior pictures, anything. I think you even did someone's cattle pictures. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, branding pictures. Those were so much fun. That's how you know we live in a small town in <laughs> Idaho, folks. Mm-hmm. So I asked Brooke here today because I wanted to do an episode all dedicated to the mamas and our journeys, specifically for breastfeeding, because I shared a post yesterday that I had seen on social media, and it read, breastfeeding for one year is approximately... 1,800 hours in a full-time job with a three-week vacation is 1,900, a little over 1,900 hours. So we pretty much are doing a full-time job because I am one week away from the one-year mark. So I'm pretty excited about that. And so I asked Brooke here because she's also pretty close to the one-year mark as well. 
And that's not why I asked her here. I just wanted another mom's opinion or an- another mom's story, not just my own in today's podcast. So we're excited to share our different experiences through breastfeeding and our journeys. But before we jump into our stories, like I said, we've both been blessed with breastfeeding for 12 and almost 11 months, but we have tons of mom friends locally and afar that we know who weren't able to breastfeed for this long or chose not to, and that is okay. We understand. There's no shaming. We get it because there were definitely multiple times we both wanted to quit and almost did. And we're like in tears talking to each other because it's hard. (laughs) We know. And so I think we have one. We have a friend that I can think of who just wanted to stop. She just wasn't ready. Formula was the way for her to go. I have another friend who just now stopped at a year and a half. So she went really strong. And then everyone's story is different. For instance, Brooke and every baby's different. And that's why I'm I'm going to have Brooke start with her story because, for instance, her first baby, Waylon, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were not able to breastfeed him for as long as you were or as long as you are with Waylon or Watson. Yeah. It's so confusing. Waylon, Watson. I have two Ws. I don't know why I did I get it wrong all the time. But yeah. anyway, so tell your story. Okay. So Waylon is almost three now. And when he was born, I was like, I'm going to breastfeed. I'm going to breastfeed. I'm going to breastfeed. I always tell people that I do think breast is best because there are so many benefits to breastfeeding. Um, I got to pump with him for six weeks and then I got mastitis very bad. He never wanted to latch. Um, and I struggled so bad with him trying to get him to latch. And I just felt like I didn't have anybody that I could talk to, but there's usually lactation consultants in your area or somebody that can help you. And I just wouldn't reach out to anybody. I think I was embarrassed that I couldn't get it down. And so um, after six weeks, I got mastitis really bad, which is where your milk ducts get clogged and infected. And you have to, there's several things you can do to try and get the infection out. I tried, you know, hand expressing with warm, you know, you take a warm shower There was tons of different options. People told me to use cabbage leaves boiled and put them on your breast. You did that? No, I didn't. (laughs) They told me to, but I didn't. Um, There was a few other things. And then I realized it was, I think it was because of the pump, because when a baby latches on you, it's different. And they can suck the milk out of your breast better than a pump can pull it out. And so, anyways... I got mastitis really bad, and then I was put on antibiotics. They didn't work. They wanted to put me on stronger antibiotics, but when I was taking those, I wouldn't be able to breastfeed because they didn't want the medication going through me into the baby. My niece had did that had that same thing happen. Yeah, they awful. give you the antibiotics, but then it's mm-hmm. you, yeah. like preventing what you also are wanting to happen is breastfeed. Exactly. So it's kind of hard. Exactly, yeah. And when you have mastitis, they tell you to breastfeed as much as possible, which it seems like... Impossible. Is, yes, it is so painful. It is the most painful thing I've done, I'm pretty sure. I think giving birth was probably less painful. <laughs> it was It was awful. Birth a walk in the park. It's the mastitis you <laughs> yeah, gotta worry exactly. about. <laughs> yeah, after, it's after the mamahood part was the hard part about babies, but 
yeah, so anyways, I couldn't get past it. I kept getting mastitis. I was, I had postpartum depression really bad. And I also do think that's related to me not being able to breastfeed Waylon because there's just a bond that's formed when you breastfeed your babies, the hormones that are released. And I didn't have that with him as much. And I felt so guilty because when I had Watson and I was able to breastfeed him, I have such a different bond with him and it makes me feel really guilty sometimes. But I do know that that was just part of being a new mom. I didn't know what I was doing and it was about learning what was best for the baby. So after six weeks, six weeks with my oldest, Waylon, we switched him to formula and it was okay. I mean, he was never a good sleeper or anything. So I always wondered if I had breastfed, if he would have slept through the night better. I don't know. So it's hard not to blame yourself for things in the beginning, being a new mom, I think. And you always think everything's your fault and you're doing something wrong, but everybody's been through it. Every mom struggles with knowing what's right, I think. And then Definitely. I, yeah. So when I had Watson, I knew I wanted to breastfeed him so badly because my first experience was not great. And so when I first started having troubles with him, um, I reached out to la- the lactation consultant here in Grangeville, and she is so amazing. And she helped me several times get him to latch. And I struggled with it for a while after that, too, because it's just learning which way he likes to latch the best and stuff like that. So I did get mastitis a couple times with him, and I don't know why I got it. Like, Sarah, you never got it, right? So I think I – well, I I know I started to get it one time I specifically remember, and I remember you had gone through it, and – I remember because you had helped me join a Facebook page that was all about moms. from, And we were from all over. I think your friend started it who was in Guam. Yeah. But where you were here in Granger, there was people all over the world in this group. And I remember you commenting on there about your mastitis. So I, of course, read it, just super curious. And I've heard you talk about it and one of our other friends talk about it. So when it started to happen to me, and then I'm Googling, obviously, this, how do I feel like this? Because there's so many symptoms that like are kind of leading up to it too. Like you start to feel almost like you get the chills. It's like the flu. Yes. And And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm getting the flu. Like I was so mad. And then, but then your breasts are so sore. And so I realized right away that I was getting it. And so, you know, the things they say, I like breastfeeding often. I remember, I think I was like on it every five seconds. It Mm -hmm. felt like, cause I was like, trying to hit it early so that I didn't get as bad as, like, yours did. And then it just passed for you. It didn't continue to get worse after that point. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, because I had it, like, each time I remember having it for, like, three or four days, and you just are so sick trying to take care of your baby. My yeah, I was blessed was, I didn't get as bad as you. Yeah, my husband was usually away at work. I think one time he was home, and that was wonderful. Um, but usually you're trying to take care of your baby by yourself with mastitis, and it's just a struggle. And for moms that are, are on second or third babies or fourth babies, you're, like, trying to take care of uh, all these yeah, babies. a toddler and a baby or mm-hmm. a few toddlers and a baby. Yeah, it is It is very hard. Moms are just a certain kind of tough, I guess, a special kind. But I do remember mine was pretty early on, and it was – I've talked about, like, when I felt – when I had my me days, so I would never get out of bed, like, in my postpartum depression kind of days. So I remember I only had one baby, so I didn't have to worry about getting up and doing life, really. Mm-hmm. So we just laid in bed all the time, and it was 
I think that made it a little easier for me because I literally just, she was a newborn. She's not doing anything. So she just laid there. We just played, you know, in bed. And then five seconds later, I'd just be feeding her again and go back and forth. So for me, I just tried to catch it as fast as I could, knowing everyone else and the pain they went through. But I do remember it being painful as well. Yeah, it, it just hurts so bad. And just like recently, like three, two or three weeks ago, I felt the start of mastitis. I'm like, what in the world? And I had taken one night away from like Watson. I went to a Teresa Caputo concert in Boise. That was so much fun. But I kind of wish I had just bought an extra ticket maybe and brought him with me because when I got home, I had no milk supply. Which is ridiculous that she would have had to buy an extra ticket (laughs) for an 11-month-old. Just saying. That sounds ridiculous. (laughs) And he probably would have been ready for bedtime. uh, She's on stage. Whose baby's crying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You could have gone on stage, though. She would have recognized you. Funny. But anyways, it was so much fun. But, like, taking those times for yourself are so important but sometimes when you go home you just feel so guilty like I'm like I don't have any milk left I pumped twice when we were gone and I still came home and it's not the same as I don't know what a baby does different than a pump does besides babies can pull milk out of you better but it was like if I had just had him and breastfed him all night long like I usually do then I would have had more of a supply but anyways So, yeah, I'm still breastfeeding today. Sometimes I still struggle with low milk supply. And I supplement with formula. I, um... What made you decide to do that? Because Watson eats, wants to eat all the time. And he's not, like, he's in a good percentile for weight and everything. It's not like he's, like, super overweight. But, like, he's just a hungry boy. And he's growing. And he's very tall for his age. And so I think he just... It's just harder for me to keep up with him. Yeah, it's just hard for me to keep up with him. So I just supplement with formula. I send my boys to daycare twice a week so that I can work on editing or anything that I need to finish with my business. Um, And I'm going to just say it too. She sometimes just has to send them to get a break. break. And that is okay. And I love that. She'll be like, I just needed a break. And I'm like, Uh I get it. I yeah. Thanks for admitting it. I love that. So my oldest and I have like the same personalities and we, I struggle really bad right now because his terrible two stage was so, so hard because that's when Watson was coming. They're almost two years apart. And so he knew a new baby was coming and he would just throw fits. I mean, every mom knows that's gone through the terrible twos. They just, in the grocery store, you tell them they can't have candy and throw himself <laughs> on the floor. We had family pictures taken and he was throwing himself on the ground all the time. The photographer tried to give him an M&M to <laughs> like become friends with him and he threw it at her and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, we are never going to do this again. Oh my goodness, so just, funny. I mean, the attention was all on Watson at that point and so he just wanted my attention in a different kind of way even though it was negative. He wanted to get it from me. So, yeah, I struggle. I struggle with a lot of things that a lot of moms do, but I think it's all just part of the process. And I'm so lucky that I've been able to breastfeed with Watson because it just made such a strong bond for him and I. Now, 11 months in, do you feel like you've gained that bond that you were missing in the beginning that you said you didn't have with him, that you had with Waylon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't have as strong of a bond with Waylon. I felt 
so guilty about it, but I didn't. Oh, with Waylon, you didn't have a right, strong. Right, right, yeah, with Waylon, my first, yeah. Gotcha. I didn't have the strong bond with him. But Watson, you have. Yes, gotcha. Because, and I, I think I got firmly believe it's because I breastfed Watson. And it's not easy. I'm not, yeah, because like with Waylon, I didn't get to breastfeed with Watson. I did. So, you know, I always think that breastfeeding is the best. Not always, but if you can breastfeed, that's great. Sometimes it doesn't work out and that's okay too. So, I don't know. It's it's just a struggle, I feel like. I just have that bond, that's that really tight bond with Watson. And I still have to work on it with Waylon and he's three years old. And that's so weird, but I don't, I don't know why it's that way. Just is, I guess. But, and I did notice when we went through flu season this year, Waylon ended up with pneumonia and it was awful. Watson had RSV. It was awful. But I do feel like Watson came back from his sickness um, because Waylon had RSV when he was a baby and it took him a long time to get past it. I felt like like weeks Watson came through a lot faster, I felt like, and he was able to get healthy quicker. And I do feel like it's because of the antibodies that are produced through breast milk. Mm-hmm. And I think that saved me also from getting sick this this winter because um, it also helps us. Yes. It helps our bodies. There's so many things that it is so beneficial for. So I was so grateful that I didn't get very sick this winter because... Did you ever think about this last winter giving some of your breast milk to Waylon? Yeah. Did you? I thought about it. I don't know if I ever did. I think I might have mixed some of it. Because they say to do that. Like I should. I I actually saw on Pinterest. um, I might have been when I was pregnant. But they said to put breast milk in like those. They're like the jello shot things you make. Where like drinking. But you put your breast milk in them instead. And so then you can just like shoot them in the baby. Like or in your kids or something Mm -hmm. when they get older. Even though technically what breast milk froze at most is like 12 months. So, I mean, it'd have to be if you're consistently breastfeeding throughout their childhood, like if right now, mm-hmm. how you were breastfeeding while you had a three-year-old. So, I don't know. I was, that's like, that's interesting. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe that for future so babies to try. Because I think women would like the taste of it because my husband says it tastes good. So, <laughs> <laughs> TMI. <laughs> yeah, too much info. Um. Hey. <laughs> Happens. Whatever keeps the man happy. <laughs> um, was he healthy this year? My husband? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was pretty healthy. We know why, you guys. There you go. Give it yeah. to your kids uh-huh. and husbands. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> All right. Is that your story? Do you have any more to I add? I think so. If we think of more, too, we can. Yeah, I don't think I have. Um, anybody that's struggling with breastfeeding? You can find um, a lactation consultant almost all the time in your area, and I think it is so beneficial. They can honestly. I sat there and she held Watson up to my breast and got him to latch onto me, and I couldn't do it. And I think one of the biggest struggles I had getting him to latch was I was not holding him right. Mm-hmm. I was trying. There's to so many different. Him. And my husband even said to me when I was trying and struggling so bad, he said, I don't think that you're holding him correctly. And I immediately got defensive and I'm like, I am doing, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah, exactly. Probably exactly what he said. (laughs) But now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe I should just listen to him because, but it is, I think what my issue was. And the bad latch can also cause mastitis too, because if they're not pulling from all of your glands in your nipple, then 
that's when your milk ducts get clogged and infected and anyways so just ways to avoid mastitis it's not fun there's and I'm sure if you're from a bigger town, there's probably multiple consultants oh, yeah. you get to choose from. We just happen to have, I think, one in the area. I think she's the main mm-hmm. person. Um, she's actually also the lady who does the – what are those classes called? Mm-hmm. Like, I think – They're not Lamas because we didn't do, like, yoga. <laughs> I don't, isn't that what, like, you know. do, like, the positions on yeah. the ground? I don't really like know. birthing classes. Yeah, birthing classes. Yeah. Um, and so she does them. And so we actually happened to do it together without even knowing, really. We just showed up. We're like, oh, hey. Yeah. And um, I remember you commenting because you were the only one out of all three of us that had had a baby. Mm-hmm. And she had made a comment like, no, I didn't get to breastfeed him. And she was the lady who was in charge of it. And she was like, all right, cool. We're talking as soon as you have a yeah, baby. And I, I thought that was that really now. cool. Yeah, she, she is just wonderful. She actually was my nurse, my recovery nurse. Was so she? Awesome. No, no. I was. I had an awesome, awesome nurse, but it wasn't her. Yeah, I was kind of excited, and we also live in a very small town, so she's also a frequent customer at the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. So we knew her pretty well. She's that was one pretty of our cool. Babes, I would say. Yes, mm-hmm. so she's fun. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna jump into my story next and tell you guys how mine was a little bit different, or I don't know, it was kind of different, kind of similar. So I'll jump into that. All right. So we'll just dive into my story, I guess. Um, But first, I want to say that I did not understand breastfeeding, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. but And it sounds kind of silly, but I didn't know anything to do with, like, how the milk comes out or, like, the letdown or when to start. Um... And maybe all first-time moms are kind of clueless in this department because everyone just keeps telling me, you'll know. Like, when the letdown, they say, you'll you'll know when it lets down. I'm like, but how do I know? I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. And maybe it's because I didn't read one single baby book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that could have probably helped. But did you feel completely clueless with totally. Watson or Waylon? Yeah, like. I remember when he was born, and they're like, okay, we need to try to breastfeed now. And I was just thinking, oh, he's going to find my boob and just latch right on. Yeah. That's not what happens. No, not at all. (laughs) And so when I had Lucy, I remember I was actually kind of nervous about it, too, because, you know, I had so many other moms around me who were telling me, it's so painful. You're going to, like, your boobs, your nipples are going to crack, and they're going to bleed. And they were just telling me how painful it is and how awful this experience is. I can't actually remember anyone telling me the positives of it. I just remember everyone always telling me, like, it hurts so bad. So I think I was more scared for it, mm-hmm. kind of, to that same um, fear if you are just a girl – a young girl who hasn't even had babies or maybe you're pregnant. Um, I actually didn't feel this when I was pregnant, but before I even considered having babies, I did. I was like terrified of childbirth and I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't even want to go through childbirth. I'll just have a C-section. Like that was my thoughts growing up. Like, Nope, I don't even want to deal with that. And so I feel like that was almost like my fear with breastfeeding. Like, Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to do this. This is going to be so painful. Like, I don't even know. And our consultant lady, like I said, she was my re- – was she there when – she actually, she was not there yet, I don't think. I can't remember now. It's such a fog, and it's only been a year. But 
Um, whoever was there, they helped me through it and they helped me get her latched, which I kind of remember it. I can't remember if it went smoothly right up. I think it went smoothly, like right at first, like immediately she kind of latched on there or so I thought she did. I don't know. But then the nurse walks out cause they're like, Oh, we'll give you guys your space. And then I keep trying to like latch on and I'm like in so much pain that I'm screaming like, cause it was so painful. Which, I have this in different notes, but I'm going to say it now. I read that, or I didn't, I read this and the lactation nurse told me that breastfeeding is not supposed to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Not in the way that you're screaming, like, in, almost want to scream, like, tearful pain. That it's just how the latch is, the baby's not latching correctly, or your positioning. Like, we said, there's so many different positions you could choose. So, she was helping me with that. And one thing I always hated is, like, I don't know if you remember this in school, too. It's like you could not figure something out. And then as soon as you ask, like, the teacher, all of a sudden, like, they get it perfect. I'd ask her for help, and all of a sudden, it was, like, perfect. She just knew exactly what to do. And so I remember it was really difficult for me, and I could not figure it out. And But when she was in there, she would always, like, position her just correctly, and she knew exactly what to do, and it would go so smooth. And so that first day, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like once the, I realized that I was doing it wrong when I was in pain. Um, you could be sore, just not in pain. So when, um, I realized I was in pain and I was doing it wrong and she would help me with that. I was like, okay. And she was there for most of my first day. So I was like, Oh, perfect. Like I got this breastfeeding thing down, but then she left and like, I'm trying to have the other nurses help me. And then there was like no one, like I was like, okay, I cannot figure this out. Yeah, so I was like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? I remember that night, like we had like the like Lucy was crying, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, and so that's like a whole nother birth story. But so then I remember she wasn't latching, and I was like concerned, and I was worried. I'm like, we barely fed her. Like she's probably starving. So then, um. And it probably was, like, my miscommunication with the doctor. He was also thinking, like, oh, my gosh, your baby's starving. And so, well, and I think we had gotten confused with if she had gone poop or not. So then he was worried about that. So I remember we started right away. He gave me some formula to start giving to her because he was worried she wasn't feeding and her, like, digestive system maybe wasn't working. So he just wanted to make sure she could, like, they want to make sure everything is going good. But then I remember other nurses coming in and being like, oh, my goodness, you're giving your baby formula, like, day one. And I was like, that's what the doctor told me. And I don't know if I was communicating wrong. But also, this also has to do with my zero knowledge of breastfeeding because I guess I didn't realize, even though you read it, I don't know, I guess I didn't realize that, like, those first two days, you're not feeding them a gallon of <laughs> breast milk. You're literally giving them, like, a few drops. Yeah, what do they say? Their stomach, like, in the first few days is, like, the size of a poppy seed or something. Yes, exactly. And I don't think I, or, I don't know, quite grasped that at first. So then I was, like, thinking I was starving her, but maybe I don't think I really was because she probably, she didn't need a lot. Like, how would you know? You're a new mom. Exactly. And then they just say, oh, your letdown will happen. It will happen. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, Mm -hmm. is it happening now? Like, is she supposed to just, like, get a waterfall of breast milk? How long did it take your – okay, so they say before you have the baby, your milk is in. But for you to, like, let down, how long did it take you? Do you remember? Because it took me three or four days. And I had to feed Waylon formula 
because he would he was hungry. I honestly don't know because I feel like I was such a I don't, I was so clueless to all this. I did I feel like I'm I'm really curious for the next baby. Yeah. So then I'll be like prepared like all the questions that I didn't understand with Lucy, like those will be out of the thing. So I could just concentrate almost on the letdown mm-hmm. and like realize, okay, this happened then or this happened before. Mm-hmm. My niece, her letdown happened. I believe it was her letdown happened like weeks before she even, maybe even like a month before her baby. Like she oh was pumping gosh. because she was just, I think it was what? the last two months of her pregnancy. She literally was soaking wet at work. Like, oh, and she was like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I need nursing pads now. And I was like, she's like, isn't yours leaking everywhere? I'm like, no. I was like, well, this is weird. What are you talking about? In a way, she's kind of lucky though. I know. I don't know if she like took advantage of it and like was saving that breast milk. Yeah. Cause you don't really know at that point. The mm-hmm. That's the good stuff. Of- the best stuff is mm-hmm. the first few days. So I know I'm like, so that'd be interesting now. Second time around, not that I'm pregnant, just eventually to know like, you want to make sure you're saving every ounce of that. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's like one gold. thing, like, I want to do is, like, especially if, like, let's say I have, I think I had a pretty early letdown. I want to say within a day or so. That's awesome. But the baby doesn't need all that. So, you, sometimes in the very beginning, you were just so engorged, you know, because mm-hmm. you have so much. And, like you said, a baby only needs a poppy seed amount. Mm-hmm. So, some, some moms I know have started pumping right day one just to save some of that or to have a little bit extra. And I did. So did you start pumping right after Lucy or no? You just had her breastfeeding or trying to at least? I think I only, I think I tried pumping at first. I was trying everything because I was so frustrated. So mm-hmm. I, I went home and I was doing the the formula. I got released. It was going to do the formula. And they, and that's what they kept saying. Don't worry, your letdown will come. It'll be fine. I'm like, Okay, yeah, whatever. You have the colostrum that barely even comes out, the stuff you can barely see. So but that's okay. Like, that's yeah. what they only need. And I didn't understand I, that. I didn't and I don't think a nurse portrayed it to because me. Because it's so rich in nutrients and it mm-hmm. has so many calories in it. That's all your baby needs. But I didn't. I always say I literally I needed like the pregnancy and childbirth and breastfeeding for dummies because <laughs> I literally wanted them to no. just tell me the stupid, like. Yeah. You only need, an like, a tiny drop. That's all the baby. Like, and then maybe I wouldn't have been so worried. And I don't know. You And, of course, you have everyone giving their two cents, which is never helpful. But um, so we got home. I still couldn't figure out the breastfeeding thing. And obviously it was the latch was wrong or my com- maybe even me being stressed. I don't know. Probably didn't help. So we're doing this formula. And then I had... I remember the consultant, she was like, give me a call at any time and I'll be over at your house, which I also had Lucy 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. So everyone has family up and I'm like, I got to text her on 4th of July. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, get over here. (laughs) So I, um, she came to my house. I remember like the day after 4th of July or maybe it was two days after she was on the way to raft the river and she was like in her rafting clothes and came over to help me. It was so sweet. Because I was so frustrated. And she just, that's just her personality. She doesn't want you to experience any of that. She wants you to be happy mm-hmm. with your experience. She had twins and breastfed them. So she's a, uh, over here. She's a saint for that. But um, so she came to my house and was helping me. And funny story, she's a lot more freeing than I am. <laughs> she's a little carefree. So we had family up and they're giving we're giving them a Cody's giving them a tour of our house and I remember she's like 
trying to show me how to breastfeed and then she's like all right everyone come on in come check it out and I'm like <laughs> you're on display <laughs> day after having my first baby I'm like what are you doing she's like it's like wearing a bikini and I was like what I'm like I don't wear a bikini <laughs> no one wants to see any of this and so that was just a funny story but um so she helped me and I do think she helped quite a bit figuring it out and figuring out that it's just time and you gotta work through it like it's just you gotta figure out what is the best positioning like you said Mm -hmm. and the perfect latch for the baby and I think I wanted it to be so instantaneous like perfectly like as soon as she comes out yeah that's what people say like my sister-in-law she's like yeah she breastfed right on right after I had her and I'm just like oh my this is her third baby breastfed right after she was born Hmm. And I think she had her let down, like, almost immediately. And I was like, that is amazing. Huh. But I wonder, too, with it being the third, if she was just more comfortable with it. Yeah, like maybe. Maybe she wasn't stressed out. Yeah, maybe that's it. our problem. We yeah. just overthink uh-huh. everything. And then our milk just stays in us because we're so stressed. I don't know. Maybe so she leaves. Sense. And, of course, like, like I said, still, she puts the baby on correctly, perfectly, first time. But I made my mom be in that room because one, my mom is like a, uh, she's a CNA and she has been gone gone to school for LVN. So she has that nursing brain. (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I had my mom in the room with me so that like maybe to whatever she's saying to us, my mom can also repeat to me for the next week. Also hear the same thing so she could have helped guide me because boys don't listen. So even if I was to ask Cody like, hey. What did she say again? Like, he really doesn't understand yeah. or care, probably. Mm-hmm. But, um, so she leaves, and I feel just as frustrated again. And I'm like, what am I going to have her live with me? <laughs> like, I was still frustrated again. Yeah. So, something one of our mom friends had told me that was a lifesaver for her two babies was the nipple shield. And, uh-huh. um... I was scared to tell any of my nurses. I had it at the hospital, but I was scared to kind of use it because I know there's so many controversies of the plastic and all that. So I was, like, too scared to tell anyone. But as soon as she left and I realized, like, I was not getting this and I was more frustrated and it wasn't, like, fun for us, <laughs> me or baby, I my mom says, just try the nipple shield. And I had two different sizes, and I can't remember if the first one worked or the second one worked, but I know I used... The nipple shield, and it worked perfectly right away. Um, Like, it just worked for me. And you tried it, but it didn't work for you. I could not figure it out. I know. And so, and my niece could not figure it out. But for me, it was a lifesaver. I was so glad my friend told me this. And I used it for, I don't even remember now. It seems so long ago that I stopped doing it. I remember you using it. I used it for a long time. So, I would literally, well, I remember I had... This sounds so funny, but um, the girl was, like, a family friend, so we were always with her, and she would be, like, we'd be at a carnival or something, and she'd have her cover, and she would, I knew she used the nipple shield still, and she was, like, I think she was at, like, a year and still was using it. She used it, I believe, until the very end, and she just stopped. So, a year and a half, she used this nipple shield, Mm -hmm. but I remember I was, I had the newborn, and she had, like, I think her baby's, like, six or seven months older, so she's, like, has this baby and I'm watching her and I'm just staring at her with the cover because I could figure out the nipple shield when I was in my own house and but like covering up you and trying me, to can you show me how you do that I literally was like I hope you don't mind I'm watching you to see how you're like 
doing the system because I'm like trying to pull out this shield, this fake plastic nipple out of my backpack and put it on my boo while having a cover on and a baby. And so I was like watching her. She's like, put it in between your bra, like in between your boobs and your bra. So that's where I kept it at all times. Oh, perfect. I know. It was awesome. And once I got those little tricks and tips and I'm watching her do it, it became a lot easier. And so it was funny. I was always watching her. And then all of a sudden, one day, I don't even know what made me. Well, I guess so many people were like, oh, I, I was reading articles. And so many people were just saying like, oh, after like a month, my baby just automatically knew like was latching. And so I stopped using the shield. And I think I was like five months in and I was like, crap, I'm still using this nipple shield. But our friend was like a year or something. So I was like, okay, I don't know which way's good or bad. Also, though, she was too scared to tell her doctor that she was using the nipple shield, which I remember at my first, my next appointment with our doctor, I, he asked me, are you still breastfeeding or are you bottle feeding? And I said, I'm breastfeeding, but I'm using the nipple shield. And I, something I love about the doctor, me and, pa- or me and Brooke both have the same one. He doesn't care how your baby is getting its nutrition. Like, mm-hmm. he's supportive of whatever way is best for you, I think. I, well. No? Um. I think you're right for part of that, but I remember telling him because, but I was hiding the fact that I had postpartum depression really bad Mm -hmm. and I was having, I was struggling really, really bad with breastfeeding and I just kept getting mastitis. I was so sick. And also after I had Waylon, my stitches had torn and I got a really bad infection there also. So I was just a mess. Yeah. And so I was telling him, you know, I just can't, I can't keep pumping. I can't do it. And he just kept telling me, you need to keep pumping to keep doing it. And I was like, but I should have just told him everything that was going on. I'm sure he would have been like, you know what, formula is just fine. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. You, I can't say because I definitely never told him anything like yeah. that I was feeling like I had it too. And so, and I don't know why we don't just tell them, but I also can't because say that. that is so, I don't know why it is so hard. I wonder if it was because we had a male doctor. Oh. Would you think it would have been easier with a woman doctor? I, I don't know. sometimes because I, I don't know why it is so hard for moms to talk about. And it's even hard for me to talk about, but I don't know why. Because so many moms go through postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And I've even heard people say, like, postpartum depression isn't real. I don't think it's a real thing. I didn't well, think it was. Oh, I, yeah. I will be honest. I yeah. did not think. I was I, like, oh, I they're think so I dramatic. When, before I had Waylon, I was like, there's no way you can feel that way after having a baby. I, I think of it as, like, war. Life. You know, like, soldiers. Yeah. I'm like, you're having a baby versus having going to war and coming back. I'm like, yeah. that's stupid. But. No. It's real. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, I'm kind of dragging. But so then, yeah, I used this nipple shit. And then all of a sudden, I think one day I just was like, I'm going to try and have her just latch without it. And um, every once in a while, so I tried this for a little bit. She would do it for a minute, but then she'd stop. So I'd put the shield back on. Or I'd start with the shield and then take the shield off and, like, trick her. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, and I would just try that here and there every once a week or every couple days and then all of a sudden I just stopped using the shield and it worked perfectly and I was pretty smooth I haven't had an issue with latching since and <laughs> this sounds bad but I kind of got to skip the whole uh, bleeding nipples part oh, because God. like for her learning to latch she just learned on the nipple shield mm-hmm. and then was perfectly fine once we went past that because I had the what was it inverted nipples oh yeah when they're like just flat instead Mm -hmm. of like (laughs) nipples that like poke out so that helped that's what the latch or the 
That's what the nipple the nipple shield is good for. Yeah, or is helpful for is when you have the inverted nipple. So that was my huge lifesaver during breastfeeding was that shield in the beginning. And then just finding my comfort zone with it all and just finding the smoothness. Um, I'm trying to think. I struggled, like I said, with a little bit of the mastitis and then also do you remember when like when Lucy was first born trying to breastfeed or trying to pump and your uterus was contracting do you remember that pain I don't but gosh I remember you talking about it and I I mean maybe a little bit I don't maybe right in the beginning that's like it was I mean that was like three years ago and I remember that day and I was like, why does this hurt so bad? But like you said, breastfeeding should not be painful. Mm-hmm. So maybe. But I, I think they do well, say. Well, you said your stuff tore too, so. Yeah, that's true. But they do say in, like, in the first few days that your uterus will contract and it will yeah. eventually go. And I, and I remember him telling me that, so I don't know if that's why. I. Um, but, yeah, so I'm trying to think. I know there was phases were also like I think it was just new mom like I didn't know if I was feeding her enough especially because I looked at your baby who looked like healthy in size and um so many other moms I knew their babies looked very healthy like they had those baby rolls and Lucy's just so tiny that I'm like oh my gosh I'm not feeding her I'm starving this baby so I was like tried to turn to formula and it smells awful it does and if you leave a bottle in your car for a few weeks oh throw that away um and yeah so I don't know and so I just something I did was I just kept sticking as much as I thought I needed to switch to formula I just kept trying to breastfeed like I was just like no I'm not gonna breastfeed I'm not gonna do it and the only thing reason I even started formula I didn't even try multiple formulas the hospital gave us a little welcome bag, and I got a mm-hmm. couple containers of formula. So those are the ones I tried. And it just, yeah, it didn't work for us. So I just I just stuck it out, and it's cheaper. Oh, my gosh. So much cheaper. I could not imagine having to pay for breast milk, which I was on the WIC program, so I think they would have provided it for me. But I just couldn't even think about that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't afford breast mm-hmm. or formula. But um, so many my niece, she formula fed, I think, three months in. So, like, kind of like uh, Waylon. Mm-hmm. And, and her baby is so chunky. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What is, like, what did I been starving her? But mm-hmm. Lucy has grown. She's just petite is she what is they said. She's little sweet little thing. So, something I want to talk about um, with our breastfeeding stories is, did you have a schedule or were you, like, an on-demand feeder? I was on-demand. Were you, well, I guess... Formula is different too, so you were probably different on that one. So you were on demand. In the did you go in being on demand, or did you want to have a schedule? I wanted. I feel like I tried to have a schedule. I mean, now Watson is on a schedule. Mm -hmm. Kind of just put himself in a schedule. Yeah. I just realized, I guess, that now he's on a schedule. Like he has two naps a day. He goes to bed at eight. He has a bottle before each time. Mm -hmm. I either do formula or I breastfeed, or sometimes both. Sometimes before bed, I'll breastfeed and give him a bottle. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, at first. I don't know if I really... So that was the number one thing everyone told me to do was get it on a schedule. Mm-hmm. They're like, you need a schedule. 5 a.m. this, 8 a.m. this, 9 a.m. this, whatever it is. And my niece was huge on that. She knew the schedule. And I don't know. I could not figure it out. I was like, I'm just doing all these things. Like, how am I supposed to have a schedule? Like, that was mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. So then... um, 
but I had followed this YouTube couple that have, she also had a baby. Her baby's a month exactly, or two weeks exactly in front of Lucy. And so she was on third baby. And so I was kind of looking at her as a guidance, as a new, as another mom, because even though I don't know her and I don't get to have a two-way conversation, but I'm, she was giving lots of advice for her baby. And she met with a consultant and something they had talked about because she had had struggles with her first two babies, like you, the consultant she had met with was saying like, don't stress about a schedule because that almost brings that anxiety and that like almost postpartum depression out more. Cause you have this anxiety of I missed eight o'clock exactly. Yeah. Or I have, I can't go to the grocery store at nine because I have to breastfeed. So she was like, just do it when you think your baby is ready. And so I, I'm such a, I'm a half and half. I am a planner, but then at the same time I am such a free spirit that I was like, okay, I'm going to try going in with no schedule. Cause mm-hmm. it just worked way easier for me and I felt like I never was stressed like my niece was our babies are a month apart and she would talk to me and be so stressed that it's 11 30 I can't they made my appointment for 11 30 I can't go that's the time I'm feeding my baby like oh, really? like she was very stressed about that kind of stuff and I was just like well feed her early or feed her afterwards yeah, or whatever and so um or like being in a let's say you had a dinner party like I had another friend who would just leave for an hour because she was, she also didn't feel comfortable breastfeeding in public. So she would leave for an hour and she would be doing her thing. And like, it just, she planned it a lot around that. And so I just didn't want to be that. I wanted to be able to have my baby whenever. And I was never also ashamed of breastfeeding. Like I never went and hid in another room or anything. But, um, and then also my other one was, um, you wanted to breast. You said you wanted to breastfeed right away, like with Waylon came or when Watson came out. You were like, "I'm breastfeeding. I'm breastfeeding." Mm-hmm. Did you want to breastfeed for a year or did two years, or did you just did you have a time? At first, I wanted to make it a year, and now I'm like, "How will I stop breastfeeding him in a year?" Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was another thing that this YouTuber, her consultant, had told her was, "Don't." And this is starting off as a newborn baby. Don't set a goal for 12, like 12 months to a year. So she told her, because she had said such difficulties with her first two, she said, just go two months. And she got to the two-month point. She said, go five months. And then she went to the five-month point, six months. You know, she like gradually. And so I feel like that's kind of what my mindset was after hearing that, which I never, never, not even from the beginning, was like, I have to breastfeed my baby for a year. I actually thought I'd be like, six months, I'm done. Like, I don't know. That was my thought. And I got to six months. And I'm like, yeah, this is still going good. Like, okay, seven months. And then now here we are almost at a year. And I'm like, I'm the same way. I'm like, do I stop now? Like, yeah. what do I do? It's just so easy. Um, definitely have less milk again now. So you go through these phases where you have little milk in the beginning. And then you have all this milk. And then sometimes you go down and up and down and up. So now I think I am going on a down again. But because I'm starting with so much solids and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But um. So those were two tips that I think I will always relate to new moms that I know is don't stress the schedule and maybe don't set a huge goal. Mm-hmm. That's, those are great. Not saying goals are bad, just it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's the disappointment. That's what would. Like you said, you were so disappointed with Wat- Waylon. Yeah. Like it. Mm-hmm. I that feel was like, really hard to get past that. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting past of it. So. I want to end this pretty fast because we've been rambling for quite a while, but (laughs) we have some fun facts that we looked up. So um, the breast milk 
is like we talked about the antibodies. So it has, it says to put a few drops can see the diaper rash, a sore throat, and acne, or an eye and ear infection, which I think is huge. Um, I have a funny story about the acne. I remember reading that right after Lucy was born, and your hormones are going crazy. So my face was breaking out, and I. <laughs> would get my breast milk and put it all over my face and Cody's like what are you doing <laughs> and I was like it says it helps with acne no, he's like going crazy <laughs> oh, and, that was- and I did that I did the ear the um on your breast baby milk in the ear when he had an ear infection and I think it helped which I'm gonna keep that in mind because Lucy's teething so that would be a good one to know and to keep that in mind um Another fun fact was every year a woman breastfeeds, it reduces her risk of breast cancer by 6%, and it also is linked to reduction of ovarian cancer. So those are awesome things. Um, Mm -hmm. This one was funny. I thought of it when you were telling your story, too. Studies show boys drink or feed more often a day than girls, (laughs) and if you look at Watson and Lucy, you could tell. Watson always wants bed. Um. So I have these in my notes, and I think we should elaborate on something totally like on a different podcast because this could go on for hours. But drinking while breastfeeding, there's some people say to pump and dump. Some studies have said you need to at least wait two hours. I think that's all a personal preference. And if you are considering drinking while you're breastfeeding, definitely go do your research and figure out. I have done both. I've pumped and dumped, and I've waited the two hours. I'd say waiting the two hours definitely depends on your consumption of alcohol. Like if I have one drink, two hours, but if I'm getting having a girl's night and getting crazy, I will wait a very long time or almost not feed her, and I will. Yeah. And they, wait. and I've read like they say if it if you feel the effect of the alcohol, like if you feel a buzz, that's when you know it is very obviously unsafe to feed your baby yes. with that milk. So definitely, we're not saying don't do it. Just maybe go do your research before you go out to the bar Mm -hmm. or figure that out. Um, Like I said, we've both done both, so we Mm -hmm. understand. Um, I already talked about this one. The breastfeeding is not supposed to hurt. Um, It's usually your latch or your position, and soreness is normal, and bleeding and cracked dimples, that is normal. That's just your nipples learning this new thing that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> or does maybe, maybe you have fun with that. Um, but it shouldn't be like that's tears and wanting to scream. Um, gosh, there's so many good ones that I feel like we didn't even get to touch on. So maybe we'll have to do a part two another day about like pumping, like the, and find more facts about like the pumping. People sometimes are like worried about pumping and, if that's totally different than breastfeeding, which we've done both. So I think we'll save that for another one. A funny one was, is it normal to leak in public? Yes, especially (laughs) my mother-in-law always told me she remembers hearing a baby cry when she was away from the babies and it would be like waterworks everywhere. Yeah, I feel like I just started to leak just right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're just talking too much about milk. Pull out the pump, Brooke. Yeah, exactly. I got my high five. So my next one is breastfeeding in public, which me and Brooke are very different in this aspect of breastfeeding because I take my cover everywhere. Not because I, not because I care if other people do it. It's just mostly just for my own self Mm -hmm. because I'm really 
I don't even know it's shy. I don't know. I just a little bit more private. Yeah, yeah, that's the word private. I just don't want my boob out there. But uh, I keep. Wondering. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, she will just whip it out, and she does not care. I try to cover. Like I'm not one. Okay, so I usually have a tank top on, so I usually pull up my t-shirt. Yeah. And pull my tank top down and my bra down that way. I don't ever just pull my breast over my shirt. So oh yeah, just full on, so everyone can see everything. Yes. But if I had to, I would. <laughs> and see, I would like. I don't know what I would. I'd go to the bathroom yeah. and maybe I'd hide, but. If I have a cover, I don't really care, and so I always try and make sure I have that. Or at least even just a towel I could cover up or something, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like I said, I'm just more private. I think I just barely get comfortable with Brooke being here, and I'll just, like, <laughs> like well, because she comes, like I said, she comes over every day. So after a while, I'm just like, okay, it's just Brooke. It's fine. But, like, if it's just me and Cody in the house, he's saying it all, so whatever. <laughs> um but when guests are over, don't worry, all you people who are coming up this next weekend, I will have a cover on while we're you're over. But um, I won't if I come to certain house. <laughs> be prepared. Yep. But yeah, um, tell your real quick your high five story. Okay, so we went to Red Lobster because they have the best um, pasta ever. I don't go there and for rolls. Seafood. Yeah, and rolls. <laughs> I don't go there for seafood because I don't like it. But Watson was freaking out. And he wanted fed, and I was, like, kind of freaking out about feeding him in public because, you know, people just stare at you or don't want you to do it or whatever. And so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to do it. So I started breastfeeding him, and I was pretty covered. I mean, I didn't have a cover over him, but I was not very exposed. And this woman came up to me and gave me a high five, and she said, good for you, sister. Oh, and my God, like, I love oh it. Oh, my gosh, it was so sweet because I was so uncomfortable, and then somebody came up and was supportive, and I'm like, oh. Could you imagine if she was, like, negative? That would have been... I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I have not experienced that yet. And I don't go in public and breastfeed that often. But if somebody ever approached me negatively about breastfeeding, I don't know if I would... I don't know what I would do. And right now, I'm like, I would tell them off. But let's be honest, I don't think I would. I would think I would be so embarrassed or... Yeah, I, do. I think I would I, too. Would I apologize because I'm just someone who always says sorry? Oh, like, me too. Oh, my God, sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, I, which is dumb. I should not be that way, but... I'm kind of... I think they refer to them as, like, a crunchy mom. Have you heard that uh -uh. before? Like a, like a natural type of... I don't know. Like a free not, spirit? Kind of, I guess. I'm not um, describing this well. But I want my kids to know where milk comes from. And I've had people say, please don't pull your boob out in front of my kids. And I've heard, I've actually heard people say that. I'm like, I'm going to feed my baby. Like, I know. And he hates being covered. He screams if he's covered. And that's and just not That's normal. funny because so she, her baby screams, um, Lucy, there was a, a stage where I couldn't even breastfeed her because she was getting so distracted. It was like right when, you know, their eyes are developing and they could start to see further. Oh, so yeah. I had to wear a cover while I was just home alone because it so would like funny. cover, it would like, she'd be focused, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember Snapchatting Paige and she says, um, Sarah, why are you wearing a cover of your home <laughs> by yourself? And I was like, I had to tell her the story. So that was an interesting thing. Um, oh, I just had a thought. It reminded me of that. Uh, of your knowing where breastfeeding <laughs> comes from. So we were at the movie theaters in Little Trinley. I have the cover on and I'm feeding Lucy before the Well, maybe it was during the movie or before the movie starts. I don't remember. And she says, is Lucy have a bottle under there? <laughs> and I am just, just like, um, no. And then she's like, well, where is she getting her food from? And I look at Cody and he's like, she's got a bottle. 
Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And her parents just say, are you ready for these tough questions? We're preparing you. <laughs> and it was just super cute. There's something. Oh, I forgot to tell you about this, Sarah. This is so off topic, but Waylon recently has been asking if we can put Watson back in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm, I'm not pushing him out <laughs> Yeah, not of his size now. Oh, no. The 98th percentile head circumference, I don't <laughs> think would feel that great. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, as you can see, our journeys are completely different, and we both have just, we've been learning as we're living with each baby and learning just how to raise these little humans as best <laughs> as we possibly can. We're not perfect. Something we're doing could be completely not the correct way to be honest we're just learning learning as we're living and we had a great time today sharing this with you thank you brooke for coming you definitely warmed up (laughs) it was did it get easier as we went on yeah it it got easier because i just felt like i was having a conversation with you which we do um at least once a day sometimes twice three times yes sometimes she leaves comes back and leaves and comes back no, I love it every time. So maybe another time we'll have another awesome talk and maybe we can get reach out to more mom friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I hope it helped some of you moms that are maybe struggling with breastfeeding or pumping, which we could also get into that because we both are working moms. So we have had to deal with pumping, but mm-hmm. we're not going to talk anymore because <laughs> we're already way too far over this. So, um, Thank you for anyone who's still listening. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we'll do another one hopefully soon about pumping and maybe marriage and all kinds of other fun, awesome topics. Now that she has broke the ice, she'll be back for some more. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys.